Hello. Hi, Andre. What's happening? Hey, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, a lot's happening. So I am seeing Kim Petras next Shut week. Shut up. Woo-ah, bitches. Oh, oh my God. Um, I'm excited. Um, uh, I am uh, an ABG. That stands for a big gay. <laughs> so it's very exciting. It uh, feels very fulfilling. Um, I'm going to see her for the second time, mind you, because I am that gay. And it's just good. It's just cool. It's cool. It's going to be spooky because she released, like, another Halloween EP mm. earlier this month. So it's just, it's kind of exciting. I, I Different set list. It's going to be cool. Yeah. So that's that's what's happening in my mind. No. What about you? I haven't listened to her music in a while. I'll have to check out that album. Um, this is not sponsored by Kim Petras, but I... I, I wish. <laughs> I do want to know, is she queer or is it just like big gays love her? <laughs> Both. Oh, okay. <laughs> she is a... She is a trans woman, so oh, she was her. born a boy. It's crazy. Yeah, she... You, you really can't uh, tell. She passes very well. I don't know if that's a controversial statement. I don't think it is, and, and she does. Um, uh, but, like, her big thing is she's originally from Germany, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, she was actually kind of, like, famous um, back there, not for her music, but because at the age of 16, she was the one of the youngest people ever to undergo sex reaffirming surgery. Mm. Um, so she had bottom surgery, basically. Mm. And that's very young. Yeah. Um, and so that was, like, a big thing in Germany, and that was, like, reported a bunch. Um, and then, like, completely unrelated, she also liked music. She started doing music back then. It was way different than what she does now. And I guess, like, what, almost 10 years later, she finally broke into the American market. And now we listen to her and we stand her. And so we're blessed. It's, it's really, it's cool. Like, I, I think I think a lot of the admiration, I mean, she, she makes genuinely good music. But I don't think people would have found that genuinely good music, maybe, uh, if it wasn't attached to her trans identity hmm. i don't know like i could be wrong but i i feel like the fact that well uh actually <laughs> well i found it and i had no what? idea until just now so yeah oh yeah i was gonna say i think i think i think people can find it i think though the part because you were asking like oh well why do gays love her specifically well you weren't asking that but i'm saying that now mm -hmm. <laughs> i think a big part is that like why her uh and not other some other like just cis woman that looks the same sounds the same yeah i think a big part is the trans identity but i wouldn't say that's all of it or that's the sole reason why people find her um but yeah like it's, it's a big deal i mean what other trans artists do you know that are even remotely mainstream right mm -hmm. so yeah um uh, hi everyone welcome to trans talk it's episode 41 and <laughs> today we're talking about aliens. <laughs> I didn't like that transition at all, Andre. I did not enjoy that. I think that's problematic. <laughs> and that's uh... not a joke. Um, no, but seriously, like I think that's really, that's really cool. You know, she's just doing her thing. She's living her life. Um, we are talking about alien abduction, completely unrelated. Uh, you asked how I'm doing. <laughs> I'm doing okay. Um, I'm pretty much the same as usual. Except I have been thinking a lot about horror and just how much I love mm. horror. And it's just, it's a good time. I think finally October hit me um, this late in the season when I was like, oh, like I'm decorating for a reason and I'm like engaging in this for a reason. But I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to mm -hmm. be spooked. Dude, that's cool. I... I, yeah, I can't say that it hit me the beginning of the month either. If anything, it was also recent for me. Like, I've been watching a lot more scary movies and just researching stuff about scary movies and listening to scary stories or reading stuff on Reddit or, like, Unexplained Mysteries, that kind of stuff. Like, the episode that we did on Unexplained Mysteries a couple episodes ago, that was really fun for me. Even though we fucked up and we ended up doing the same thing, I still had a lot of fun because that stuff is some of my favorite stuff. Like, that more than aliens or ghosts like i love that stuff but that's not the stuff that i consume on the regular like yeah um on the regular to spook myself i usually will go on reddit or i'll watch a youtube video but on an unexplained mystery oftentimes they're unexplained internet mysteries so it's all like that kind of lore like internet lore is really is really amusing to me mm. um i don't know i think it's just because we're children of the 21st century you know what i mean like yeah that kind of thing um, but 
we stand aliens nonetheless. They are my, they, they still are my first love, forever will be. <laughs> so that's what we're talking about today. Um, by the way, I hope everyone liked last episode, episode 40, Halloween in all caps, because it's a big deal. <laughs> um, <laughs> we um, put our heart and soul into it, and we wanted to title it after the iconic holiday, because we know that's the only reason you guys listen to us, because you also stand Halloween. Or at least I hope so. I can't imagine someone who, like, completely hates everything spooky listening to us solely because they think we're funny because come on um (laughs) (laughs) so you know i think honestly we probably need to do a rebrand with our logo because it just (laughs) yeah i know we've talked about this (laughs) it conveys a certain edge that is not applicable to what we're doing i think we need like a bubblegum purple little look with maybe like yeah you know maybe some little vampire things i don't know I'm gonna work on something, and I'm sending a couple. I'm gonna send you a couple samples right after I get rid of the pumpkin that we have going on right now. Which, by the way, I think is going in the right direction. Not only because Halloween is coming up, but also because it's far more silly. It's literally a cartoon fucking pumpkin <laughs> with a logo in it. So, I think I think that's the route we should be going. <laughs> it, yeah. it expresses the clownery, the clownery that we're engaged in, the clownery of it all. Um, we hope that by episode five, everyone has realized that this is fully like a pop culture. <laughs> I know. Um, I know. Diva podcast. <laughs> based on horror <laughs> this is just where like our, our very gay like alter egos come. shannon isn't even gay it doesn't matter like it just comes out it's there it's out in the open um you do it for vagina okay. i do it we do we do it for vagina <laughs> god bless okay everyone <laughs> welcome to episode 41 only nine more to go till 50 we need to do something big i need to kill shannon with the ouija please board. do um uh, <laughs> well <laughs> we're gonna work on that just hit me over the head um, with it <laughs> so today we're talking about alien abductions and i wow we have so much energy today what happened oh i don't uh, know i don't even drink coffee anymore um okay so alien abductions um shannon's gonna get us started but i have a real spooky for you guys too as well shannon go ahead and spook my ass okay well i'm glad that you brought up your ass because a lot of people believe that alien abductions <laughs> oh that's one good way. um and I mean, do they? Do they always? I guess sometimes, but we're talking reproductive organs, and I don't know why I brought that mm-hmm. up, because that's not what I'm covering in my case today. <laughs> I just thought it was important. Listen, <laughs> that was a segue. It was a segue. You tried. We applaud. Yeah. Go ahead. So don't get probed unless it's consensual. Um, are we going to have a conversation <laughs> about aliens and their misunderstanding of con- <laughs> consent at one point? Because that seems like an important episode. <laughs> is, that, is that what straight people like call gay sex? Like, don't get probed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I don't know. Um, we will have a conversation. Okay. So, unironically, we literally will have a short conversation after my case about, yeah, about a, a little something about okay. like, probing in general. So, yeah. Okay, good. So, we are going to talk about probing today. I'm glad I didn't just bring that up for no reason. <laughs> I, I'm going to be covering three cases that take place in Mississippi. And I don't know if I can cover all three today, but I promise I will get to it eventually, if not today. Okay. The first one is extremely, um, extremely well known, except, you know me, I didn't know it. And I had read about it previously, but I never like went too deep into it. So this is kind of like a deep dive into this case. It's one of the more famous ones because it's not that it's not <laughs> easily disproven. It's just that it doesn't have that many skeptics that are readily available to be like, no, this didn't happen and here's why. And given the fact that I'm talking about three that occurred in the same general area during the same general time, I think that this is a really, really good way of saying like, hey, this lends credence to the existence of something weird going on, whether it's aliens or interdimensional beings, something's going on. So I want to talk about this incident in Pasigula, Mississippi, um, the abduction of Charles Hickson and Calvin Parker Jr., Okay, so this article was written by Jillian Brockwell in the Washington Post. This was actually a 2019 article, which is pretty awesome. But so she talks about the main incident happening on October 11th. So we're in October. Spooky. 1973. So Charles Hickson and Calvin Parker Jr. are co-workers at a shipyard. Um, Hickson is the foreman. And so this is where they're at. They're at the shipyard and something happens (laughs) so before we get to that we're gonna fast forward a little bit 
they go to the sheriff's department after this incident completely frantic mm. and they're telling them we just got abducted by aliens they had p- a puncture wound okay. wound in one arm both of them and the men passed polygraph tests and the police still to this day insist that they fully believe them and so that's just kind of the mindset i want you going into this um as we talk about it okay one um that was new okay you you spoiled like the aftermath before even that but listen i kind of like it it's kind of interesting kind of it's just like now we're gonna get into the meat (laughs) also the fact that the police believe these men like that's new kind of right like i don't hear i didn't even spoil the good stuff i just spoiled like what what they said (laughs) because what actually like they say they saw is way more interesting because we know you know they had to get abducted um so this is on a Saturday, and they're actually working in a shipyard next to the river, and it's on a historical marker, and because of that, that's one of, like, the best documented cases, because people are really interested in what this might mean. Um, so, basically, they were fishing after work at an abandoned boat launch nearby, and this is really dark out. They're just, you know, living their best life, fishing after work. Hickson um, says, I was just getting ready to get some more bait when I heard a zipping sound. I looked up and saw a blue flashing light. Calvin turned around too. We saw a 30 foot long object with a little dome on top. And that quote is directly from 1975. Um, the same, the same news, um, the Washington Post, which is kind of interesting. So it's been covered a lot, but that's what they saw. So it was hovering above the ground. And (laughs) this is really weird. Um, I guess we can kind of have a conversation about this too. So the object is hovering and out comes three creatures also hovering. Um, yeah. So that's really interesting. Um, the men suddenly felt paralyzed as though no matter what they couldn't literally move like it wasn't as though they were scared it was as though something was stopping them from moving and these creatures which i'll kind of get into what they look like a little bit later but they have pincer type claws and they grabbed them with it still hovering and pulled them towards the object parker said that he floated (laughs) inside so (laughs) yeah um Hickson said that they were subjected to a physical exam by something that looked like a big eye that made a constant mechanical sound that buzzed throughout the whole exam. And then they were dropped off right back where they had been picked up. And Hickson found Parker standing up, arms raised to the sky and screaming. They ran for help. Um, And so that's what happened, or that's what they say happened. When they go to the sheriff's office and they tell them this, at first they're kind of like, mm, yeah, you must be drunk. And they recorded this whole thing. Um, they thought that maybe they would get done telling lies, you know, like they would get bored of it. But they talked for hours and hours and talking about how scared they were. And um, the captain, Glenn Ryder, of the sheriff's county there, or sheriff's department, this is a direct quote from him in the post. We did everything we knew to try to break their stories. If they were lying to me, they should be in Hollywood. Which, that's just a witness account. You can take that with a grain of salt if you want. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. I take these things, like, unsalted. Just straight up no flavor. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no spice. <laughs> so, um... One UFO investigator from Northwestern University flew down to kind of talk to them and figure what was going on. And um, he basically said that the story checked out. It made sense. But other people were saying, well, it could have been sleep paralysis. You could have been having hallucinations. Parker was a younger dude. He might have been suggestible and maybe he was just convinced to do it. Um, But I don't know. There are some things that kind of make you question it. So Hickson, who's 42 and the boss of Parker... He's like a pretty well-known dude in the small town and he would just tell people about this whole thing. He published a book in 1983 and it, it obviously affected his life. Like he had a family and stuff. People knew who he was. So that's kind of a lot to risk on something. And I'm not saying people won't do Mm -hmm. that. You know, people do all kinds of crazy things, but that's just something to think about. Parker, he was 18 
when it happened. Um, and so he was just working there for extra money. And he also said that he had passed out at the beginning of the whole affair. And so he couldn't remember what happened, which is why a lot of people think, well, maybe he was just being told by Hickson, you know, like he's a young dude. Maybe he was convinced, you know, if he was passed out, then how does he really know? But I'm not sure. Because another time, he says that he did remember what happened. And he says this in 2018, um, years after the initial saying I had passed out. Um, so who knows? So what he said was that he was really, really afraid that the aliens had infected him with something. Um, so when he got home from the sheriff's apartment, he took a bath in bleach. <laughs> um... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fully crazy. But I mean, you don't know what the aliens did to him. So maybe that was the right decision. True. <laughs> yeah. So another thing to take into consideration is that Hickson didn't get rich from this at all. That didn't happen. And Parker, he ended up fleeing and he got married and he picked up a job and he would quit a job if anyone recognized him. Um, Hickson actually did die in 2011 of heart failure. I'm fairly certain. Um, and now Parker is in his 60s. And now he's beginning to talk about it more and more after Hickson's death as though, you know, coming out in the wake of that and being like, yeah, this did happen, um, kind of mm -hmm. advocating for that. So what else is strange is that other people started to come forward and say that um, the Mississippi Clarion ledger that's the newspaper they saw an, an unidentified flying object with flashing blue lights going up and down the Pasigula river and they didn't tell anyone because they thought that people would think that they're crazy so apparently Pasigula river is just a center of something weird going on or everyone's full of shit <laughs> um or it's not like the place necessarily but just the aliens just randomly pick that place mm -hmm. and so now people attribute it to something about the place's history but it might not be that necessarily it might just be that the aliens kind of just pick a spot to mm. i don't know like probe and release and that happened to be it yeah. uh, well we'll touch we'll touch on this later but basically like something i was going to touch on at the end was that um like we do all kinds of tests on animals that they find incomprehensible because they're just animals like who's to say that we're not just that to the aliens and that's yeah. why we don't get what's going on yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> you know like they... yeah, i mean yeah we do we do like catch and release or like i don't remember what it's called but, like, <laughs> basically like catch and release like you testing them <laughs> testing. so that they don't breed <laughs> i mean kind of like yeah i mean you know what i'm saying like they don't get it and it's not like we kill them yeah. and like yeah, it could just be a random place that decided to do it at. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But one thing that's interesting is these ufologists, James Harder um, and J. Allen Hynek, they interviewed them and they actually hypnotized them. And their conclusion was that they for certain experienced an extraterrestrial phenomenon and it must have been really frightening. Um, so that's the end of that story. Um it's one of the more well-known ones for obvious reasons. It was really held in high regard by the police and a lot of people around the area and they weren't challenged very much on it. But I don't know. What I find most interesting isn't really the location. It's more the fact that it's the aliens are described as something different than what you usually hear about. Like pincer-like claws. Like what? That's not like any gray I've ever heard of you know yeah i mean it might not be grace or maybe the grace evolved or maybe the grace have friends that do their lab experiments for yeah, them i don't or, know i don't know maybe there's more than one race of aliens yeah. on earth doing experiments on people maybe but i don't know and also they were hovering which i think in one of our earlier episodes we talked about betty and Dreesen and I'm fairly certain those aliens were hovering as well, but they were greys. So, yeah. I'm just not sure. Interesting. Maybe they just come from, like, a costume party. Yeah, maybe maybe it was Halloween for them. It wasn't October. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, shall I continue? 
Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so this next article is called Strange Objects Maneuvers Near Nuclear Shipbuilding Disturbing Navy. Um, this is by two authors, Robert Klin and David Branch. And as you have probably realized by now, it takes place in Pasagoula, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, November 6th, um, 1973, there is... The same year? Is it the same year? Yeah, it is. Let me check. Yeah, you're right, it is. So this is November, so Ooh, the next wow, making month. connections. Yeah, um, so no- November 6th, in the Pasigula River, the U.S. Navy is dispatched to this site in Pasigula, Mississippi, Mississippi, from Florida. So they're coming from Florida to Mississippi, and um, the reason, this is an operation to determine the cause and nature of a submerged metallic beam emitting, disappearing slash reappearing, course changing object seen maneuvering over the river. And if that was a mouthful, it fully is because that's a direct quote. Submerged, metallic, beam emitting, disappearing, reappearing. Like what? What's happening in the Pasagula River? What's happening? Hmm. I fully don't know, but they sent people from Florida to, to like find <laughs> out. Um, <laughs> so... This guy, Craig Dorman, he's a lieutenant commander. He's of the Naval Coastal Systems Laboratory. He went over there as part of the Navy SEALs team, and it was an underwater demolition. Um, They were combat trained, and this was his total goal, find out what what that is. So there was apparently some witnesses, seven civilians and two military personnel that saw this. And um, he went and he talked to the Coast Guard lieutenant that had seen it, Michael Donahoe. So he would be one of the military personnel. And Donahoe said, and here's a direct quote, The Navy was basically caught off guard. The Navy believes the obser- observed object is something totally new and different, totally unknown. We were caught unaware and want to prevent it from happening again. So, um, something, this is what he says continued something in the water is causing that illumination it remains an unidentified object and we want to maintain a file as a reference for any future sighting so the navy is at this point engaging in a scientific approach to completely encompass this river and figure out what's going on um so this illuminated object was apparently seen by two twin brothers raymond and Ray May, Ryan, I don't know how you say that. Maybe it's Raym, I don't know. But two guys, similar names, <laughs> twins. Um, so they were fishing on the Pasagula River, and this object was following their boat, and <laughs> they kept trying to beat it away with an oar, I guess. And every time they hit it with their oar, the light would grow dimmer. Um, <laughs> so I don't even know what's happening with that. So the... <laughs> Yeah, um, the Pasigula Coast Guard officers um, in a 16-foot boat actually located the object in four to six feet of water. It was moving at four to six knots, but they weren't able to retrieve it because it would seem to go out and move away and then reappear. Um, They they kind of described it as being an amber beam that was attached to a bright metal object, and it's pretty small. It's like four to six inches in diameter. So it's some kind of object that can move away and disappear and reappear, and it has light that dims when you hit it, and it's attached to a metal object. What the hell? What's happening in Pasigula? <laughs> um, so another witness, he was Officer Nations is his okay. name. Um, he was in the Coast Guard <laughs> vessel, and they were approaching the Ryan brothers. Um, and he says, one fisherman was there beside the boat. From 50 yards, I saw the light lighting up the boat. It was a dim light moving in a straight line in a northwesterly direction at four to six knots. When we got directly over it, I could see that there was a light amber light source about four inches long, which cast an oval-shaped beam straight ahead for four, five, or six feet apart. Beneath the light was a metal rod and a couple of feet long and about four inches wide. The Ryan brothers chased it around their boat and reached it again before we did. They beat it with their oars. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so three boats start chasing it so we've got the coast guard we got the ryans and another coast guard um 
each boat tried to get on top of it and they each <laughs> saw it, you know, like they said it looked like stainless steel and it lit up and then it went. They were trying to hit it with oars. The light would go out and then it would be in a different place again. Um, and at 10 p.m. they couldn't find it anymore. So here's the crazy, crazy, crazy thing. At 8 p.m., Charles Hickson and Calvin Parker were fishing at about the same location. And <laughs> the 8 p.m. October 11th. So this is four days later, right? Because that was the 7th. No, it was the 6th. So it was five days mm. later. But this is the same general area. And so they're kind of referring to them at this point as Pasagula entities, mm -hmm. um, whatever that can mean. But I don't know. I don't know what it is. It could just be some kind of alien technology scouting out their technology, seeing what's going on. Um, it could be. I don't know. What do you think it is? You think that those were no aliens. Like, that was something else. Like, I, I don't do know. It kind of it takes me back to either, like, Missing 411 or, like, cryptids. Like, you know, like, you were saying, like, if you mm. touched it, it disappeared or, like, it became more dim. Like, I don't know. Like, mm. I don't know. Do you, you know anglerfish? <laughs> like, I just, <laughs> I'm just thinking like, of some kind of creature that's trying to, like, lure. I don't know. But they said it was metallic and that they couldn't catch it and it would disappear and reappear, like, further away, you know? Um... I don't know. Like, it doesn't what can scream. move that fast? It, I don't know. It doesn't scream alien to me. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But that's creepy. I'm more creeped out than, like, curious. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> I, yeah. I can picture myself in their shoes, and that sounds terrifying. <sighs> it really, really does. Um, so, I don't actually have three cases. Um, I actually am covering the same case but from the perspective of just the twins mm, so okay. I, I i'm actually glad though because this is it kind of makes more sense mm -hmm. so um let's see so they're fishing right we got these two um mm -hmm. two twins fishing and they're out there and they're looking they're on a boat and apparently they both had two kids there which is not something that i was aware of but they see the bright light in the water and they quickly go and they try to like get to it. Um, and then as they approach the light dimmed and then this is when all the mayhem with the ore started occurring. Um, and so he actually gives a greater detail. Um, one of the brothers, um, I think it's Raymond. Yeah, it's Raymond. So he says it looked like the rounded top of a parachute with lines like ribs running from a dark hump in the center. And the lines went down as far as I could see to the outer rim. He says that the whole object glowed a milkish white. And when the light was on, it glowed above the water. And he said it's mm. 90 feet deep down there. Um, so whoever was controlling it, if there was someone controlling it, they knew how deep the water was and how to get away and how to maneuver it. Um, so this isn't an abduction, but it's something weird. And... He says that none of them suffered from anything after this. Like, they didn't have any, like, sicknesses or anything. Everything seemed to be fine. But he did have one weird experience with this object. So he says that he felt the urge to strip off his clothes and jump into the water to, like, get a look and see it. Um... <laughs> but he didn't do it. Um, the, thing, the thing just wanted to, like, get him naked. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's better for probing. Um, <laughs> and then we have another witness um, who was on duty at the Coast Guard headquarters at this point, Charles Cruz. And he was asked about this UFO. And he talked to Ryan and his son, one of the twins. And they kind of had a conversation about it. Um, Cruz was on a 16-foot fiberglass Coast Guard um, boat. Mm -hmm. um, to go find where that object was seen. Um, and so they do actually end up seeing it. And this is at 9.45pm, so it's still the same day. So this is after the original conversation we had. Um, mm -hmm. So he says 
the light was about three feet by four feet. So this is a different, um, well, I guess now. So that's kind of the same, but, and it was oval shaped and it passed under the fishing boats. And he said that he could see the light was reflecting off a metallic object. And then it was moving at the same speed on the same course. So what happens next? He sits still on the boat for about two minutes, watching it move further and further away. And then it reappears further and further away, still at the same course. Um, and then at 11 p.m., it was gone. So... <sighs> Hmm. I... I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> I'm just kind of puzzled. Like, this just doesn't sound like anything that we've talked about or read about before, does it? Yeah. But it also doesn't seem completely out of the realm, because just a couple days later, there's an abduction. You know what I mean? And I don't think there would be enough time for, like these two dudes who are working at the shipyard to like hear about this and formulate their own plan or something and stick with it for that many years like I think something had to be going on that there has to be a correlation here so I feel like a very inclined to be like maybe it is something related to aliens but probably not a ship mm-hmm. hmm. um I don't know I'm kind of sticking to my missing 411 shit I feel like there's something there you just think it's a little um, monster I mean, I don't know if it's like, like, <laughs> I don't know if it's like the Loch Ness monster or Bigfoot. I doubt it. It's not. But like, it's. I don't know. I don't know. It sounds cryptidy to me. So, <laughs> um, again, like something was just kind of like playing a show or playing a trick to like lure something or someone. But three or... ships, three ships, <sighs> seven witnesses, and two military professionals. I'm just saying. Um, what do you think, Shannon? <laughs> I have a theory. I think that it was some kind of like camera scouting device. They were searching and investigating our ecosystem, probably for some reason. Ooh. I don't know. Maybe they're trying to inhabit Earth or maybe they were looking for something, but it's just too weird. Like there's like the, what kind of technology even works like that? Like we don't have anything that cool. Yeah. Um, uh, if they wanted to, like, invade Earth, though, isn't that, like, a super lame way to go about it? Like, they're so, like, studious <laughs> and diligent and slow about it. Like, where's the war and the... <laughs> uh, I don't think it's about invading. I think it's about studying and learning for whatever <clears throat> purpose, uh-huh. you know? Like, maybe they are having biological issues on their own planet and they just want to see what's going on here or they need specimens Could or be. Yeah, I mean, for know? all it's worth... Um, I think I've already talked about this, but, like, obviously, like, I think aliens are real and they're here, et cetera, et cetera. Um, to me, they're clearly peaceful. Like, or at, at the very worst, they hate us, but they're gonna, like, they hate us the way, like, we hate ants. Like, you're not gonna go to, like, an ant hill and, like, just, I mean, unless you're a three-year-old, just fuck with it. Like, it's kind of like live and let live kind of thing. Um, but I actually go farther than mm-hmm. that. I don't think that's the case. I think... I think there might be some kind of symbiotic relationship between humans and aliens if they indeed are on Earth, which, like, you know, if pressed, I am able to back off a little and be like, okay, maybe they're not on Earth, but they've definitely visited some point, and they're definitely real, and they're definitely close by somewhere. I mean, hell, we have sightings all the fucking time. Um... Have you ever been to, um, Walmart at midnight? Because I've seen a couple (laughs) aliens there. Do tell. Yeah, all kinds of weird shit, you know? People who are wearing, like, platform shoes with springs built in the sole. I'm like, interesting choice. You, can't, you, you aren't from, from this, this planet. planet you are, are caught. You? <laughs> Red fucking flag, dude. Take the cost- <laughs> take the human costume off. I'm taking you in. Um, like, has anyone um, proposed that Ryan Gosling is actually an alien? Because all his um, behaviors don't seem like something... Yeah, really strange. Um, uh, oh my god, what's this celebrity? I... Oh my god, I can't think. I think he was like a judge. No, 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 no. He's like on Good Morning America. Al Al Rourke is that his name? Um. Anyway, oh my god, I'll show you later. But like, there's this like um, 
like daytime TV host um, that like he was doing like a segment at some point with a couple of his co-hosts. I think it was for like a morning show and they caught him. <laughs> like there's this footage of him just like staring intently into the camera for like 45 seconds straight and people thought that like he legit is either an alien or like <laughs> a, like an Illuminati clone and like his MK mind control like was wearing off or something. Like something was going on. Um, it's crazy. I'll show you later. It's um, so funny. I'm going to make a note of it because I always say I'm going to show you stuff and then I totally forget. <laughs> so I-, I wrote it down. Okay. Um, uh, think- Go ahead. Um, wait, I'm so sorry. I have no. I have another tangent. Did you see that video where um, Lana Del Rey is at a concert with some guy? I don't know who it was, but I, I know Lana Del Rey. But she's just like staring off into space. Um, or maybe it's... No, it's a different video. She was I'm pretty sure staring off into space and... is just what she does. She's like distant and no, <laughs> but it was her turn to sing, and she was just staring off into space, and they were like waiting for her to start singing, and she just was like, ah. <laughs> and it was like the funniest thing ever because it took forever for her to realize, and then she started singing. Like I think that she's also a clone. I honestly think no, I think it's far less interesting. With Lana Del Rey, I think she's either coked out or like just super tired. <laughs> <laughs> good for her honestly we stand at least um, i stand yeah no she's great um everyone go stream uh normal fucking rockwell please um especially her cover yeah. of sublime's doing times fucking good anyway okay enough people get it we're gay um <laughs> okay so uh thank you for those cases those were really interesting um bigfoot's fucking out there dude whatever um i <laughs> i have just one extensive case uh boy oh boy like researching this was a fucking rabbit hole so this is and i and i i loved i like initially i picked it because i was like oh it's one of the early ones like i'm talking earlier than even um uh betty and arnold is was it arnold oh my god am i saying yeah bernie bernie no bernie was the guy's name <laughs> bernie and arnold oh my god bernie's gay oh. lover no no it was sorry barney, barney and, and betty, betty hill <laughs> It was Barney, Betty, and uh, Barney's lover, Arnold. So... <laughs> you call yourself an alien stand. So it's before this, because I was in the early 60s. This is in the late uh, 50s. So um, I'm going to be talking about uh, Antonio Villas Boas. This is a Brazilian man who was allegedly abducted by aliens and made to fuck an alien, mind you, back in 1957. Um... So, get ready for this one. This is going to be good. Okay. So, uh, once upon a time. No. (laughs) So, 1957. I'm actually going to start with you. Okay, actually. Oh, my God. Before I start the case at all. Everyone, thank you for 10,000 downloads. uh, um, uh, We posted about it on our Twitter. We are um, ecstatic. We are so happy. Like, uh, it's just a number, but it still feels good. It feels, like, warm inside. So, thank you, everyone, for 10,000 downloads. (laughs) I don't know if that sounded weird, but thank you. You know what it feels like? What? You know what it feels like, Andre? It feels like the long, spindly finger of a gray alien. <laughs> I figure... I, I I imagine that feels a little nice, doesn't it? Just in the back of your neck. Um, <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> that's really cool. No, like, okay, in all seriousness, um, if you do the math, like, that means that uh, unless we have 10,000 people that have just listened to us once only (laughs) like that means that we have uh, more realistically 250 to 300 listeners that constantly listen if we have 40 episodes and 10,000 downloads so to all those people that we've never heard from honestly we stand you we don't care that you don't talk to us like you don't have to interact with us on social media just the fact that you're like remotely and just quietly listening to some strangers (laughs) on the internet in your bedroom is honestly so endearing so to all those 250 of you at least Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. And of all of you 250 so odd people, raise your hand if you're writing your senior thesis on gay culture, and that's why you're here. <laughs> that's good. I like that. Um, uh, oh my god, have you ever seen that meme of Justin Bieber? He was like doing an interview 10 years ago, and the interviewer laughs. She has a weird laugh. She's like, <laughs> and Justin Bieber is like... <laughs> I like that laugh. <laughs> and he like imitates her and it's so fucking rude, but it's so funny. <laughs> I'll send that to you. Okay, making a note. Um, <laughs> Justin Bieber video. Perfect. Okay, so Antonio Villas Boas. Back to the case. Okay, so it's 1957. The Beatles are 
not a thing yet. Um, uh, it's, it's Brazil anyway, so they're not a thing yet for sure. Um, and these, this guy, I'm going to start with you with the aftermath. Um, this guy, Antonio Villas-Boas, he is um, exhibiting some strange symptoms. So among his uh, symptoms are, and these are quotes straight from the article. This is an article called The Famous Abduction of Antonio Villas-Boas, uh, Alien Sexual Deviance <laughs> by Terry Melanson. So thank you, Terry. Uh, this article's gold, seriously. Um, uh the guy had pains throughout the body, nausea, headaches, loss of appetite. Um, he had ceaselessly burning sensations in the eyes, cutaneous lesions at the slightest of light bruising, etc., etc. Here's a really gross one. He, uh, uh, when you touched him, he felt pain, uh, and he had uh, a couple orifices on his bodies that were basically that basically had pus to summarize, um, and like around, but like the, the orifices were like violet around them like the outer of them was like purple it's weird um and uh a researcher um and a professor of medicine at like a brazilian university his name was uh olavo t fontes so olavo was like dude i think you have like radiation illness because because these symptoms are very like telltale and um tony was like lit no he wasn't but he was like i'm scared and i want to die um and um Okay, so I'm, I'm going to stop there. So these are, just keep that in mind, because now we're going to go into the experience. So what could have possibly caused Antonio to have all these terrible, terrible symptoms? Okay, so, okay, we're still in 1957. So what happens? Um, uh, actually, before, like, the actual night of the event, apparently this guy, he lived in a farm with his family. He was uh, 20-something at the time. It's not super important, but he was a young man at this time. Um, and he was working at his family's farm, so he was helping them as a farmhand. Uh, again, 1950s Brazil. He had been experiencing a couple of strange occurrences the nights, the, the, a couple nights prior to the actual abduction. He had seen uh, really bright lights in the sky. Uh, one night before the abduction, there was this really bright bright white light that he claims literally chased him like a hundred like mm. yards just like straight up he started running from it and he saw the light was like moving after him she was he was like that's no star that's no plane <laughs> um so he he was freaked out okay the night of the actual abduction so he was working the fields alone that night um this was it doesn't actually specify but it is sometime in the fall of 1957 um was this yes okay so he was working in the fields alone that night and he saw um this strange uh light that he had seen the night before except this time i mean i don't know how he knows it was the same light if it was a different color but he says it was the same light but that this time it was red um it was red and it was starting to zoom towards him at quote-unquote remarkable speed in fact so quickly that it was on top of me before i could even make up my mind on what to do about it that is fucking terrifying um (laughs) yeah so about 160 feet above his head the thing stops and this light apparently was so intense that the guy couldn't see his tractor's headlights through the red light even though it was 1 a.m in the morning like this thing was fucking bright um the guy said that it looked like quote-unquote a large elongated egg um with several technical features about it uh, apparently this mm-hmm. thing had three legs and of course it starts settling into land like it's 160 feet um, above him it, it starts like descending and then the three legs I mean just like any Hollywood movie the legs come out the thing starts like touching ground and the guy like immediately runs to his tractor fucking like terrified and <laughs> Antonio like reaches his <laughs> me running to my tractor <laughs> uh, reaches his tractor <laughs> uh, but uh, the tractor's lights die uh, he, he then tries to get out of the tractor <laughs> he's like okay well i can't escape in this i guess i'm gonna just run towards my house but his arm is grabbed by a small figure this is a quote a small figure that reached to my shoulder in strange clothes uh, which he violently shoved away uh, then three other small figures surrounded him and lifted him off the ground by the arms so floating aliens once more uh, i mean i'm guessing this is more like you know, like when they put the light on you and then you start floating. So maybe it's the the light, you know, like the movies. Like the light is the one that does the gravity trick, not the actual aliens themselves. Yeah. So these sound like, to me, these sound like regular greys, except for one exception. The lady that he has mm-hmm. to fuck, basically. Um, but... Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
<laughs> yeah, like I mean, it, it's it's weirdly consensual, actually. Trust me. Um, but but anyway, like like yeah, the alien that they make him like, <laughs> basically, that one like looks like a lady, but like a human. But I think these are actual, uh, these are greys. Like the rest of the crew, sure at least. Are you sure it's not? What? Are you sure it's not just a manatee? Because like sailors would have sex with manatees because they thought they were women you know that like, is not it might have true been a manatee in the sky that is not true what was that is that like a historical fact it is except i think that they were like drunk and i don't think it was consensual i don't think the manatees were asking for it yeah i don't think so either okay if they're drunk and that actually happened that is crazy because like i've never met someone who's so drunk that it's like this like blah blah fat with teeth is a human <laughs> like okay well they they were out at sea for so so long that they like they were just like you know that's crazy that's close enough I which guess. is really gross but um well on that note <laughs> anyway <laughs> this guy gets on the craft right um they yeah they lift him they lift him up and he's like oh my god like i don't stand i'm really scared so all of the aliens he describes them as having uh worn very tight fitting siren suits made of soft thick unevenly striped gray material to me this sounds like alien cosplay at a gay club but i'm not judging um uh, apparently their clothes reach right up to their necks where it turtlenecks are fucking lame by the way that's what 2003 where they joined to a kind of helmet made of a gray material that looked stiffer and was strengthened back at nose level there's a lot more description of the garments that these aliens wore but i'm not gonna go into all of it i mean okay this is still something that I should point out, though. Like, this is good. This guy is so specific, and, like, his retelling of the experience is so detailed that this is often why even the most conservative of um, ufologists consider this to have been a real experience, which is really um, special when you consider... Which is really surprising, considering that, like, the guy claims that he fucked an alien. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> like that's so outrageous but again the fact that he's so detailed in his retelling ufologists are like listen like it has to be real so i guess you did fucking alien holy shit how come you didn't have the similar reaction when i sent you that video about that guy claiming he had he had been raped by a female bigfoot <laughs> i <laughs> i i listen i have no comment at the moment okay i'll my touch on that later okay but... that's fair Okay, I thought, I didn't think it was very convincing either, but his pain seemed very genuine. I know, um, I know. So he... I mean, I'm not laughing at the guy's pain. Like, I'm just laughing at Shannon's question because he just came out of the blue and it's like... <laughs> so, this guy, again, describes, like, in ooh, like detail what this guy's wore, what they look like. I guess I can go a little bit in detail on, like, their actual faces. Um, he says that all of them had light-colored eyes that looked blue but he couldn't like vouch for that because i guess they were like changing color all the time above their eyes um they had like really tall helmets um okay so this is <laughs> kind of creepy so he says that these helmets were really tall not wide but just tall and that he thinks that there was dead ass something placed on top of their heads and that was what the helmet like the hell <gasps> yeah like straight <laughs> So what like the like he could, like, like he, they were wearing helmets on their heads, but I guess they didn't have visors, so he could see their eyes only. But okay, so so again, picture mm -hmm. picture like an like an astronaut helmet or just a, whatever. Um, sorry, yeah, I'm not explaining well. Like I guess they were wearing like full full head helmets, like a motorcycle helmet, not like a bike helmet. So you couldn't see their faces except for their eyes. And then at the top, it was like this pointy fucking thing. And he thinks that there was something hiding in there. Now, I want you to speculate, because that creeps me out so much. What do you think they had yeah. there? I don't know. Ooh. I feel like you could be right. Just like their brain? I, I just think it's too weird. Or like their kids. Uh, like uh, their babies. I don't know. Maybe it <laughs> Maybe it's not even, like, that simple, because, like, we talk a lot about how we don't even know what we can imagine aliens look like. Maybe it's, like, their, like, ass. Like, maybe their ass is up there. Maybe it's their ass. Like, have you ever seen Scary Movie 3? <laughs> like, legit, like, when the aliens come to Earth and they pee through their fingers? Like, that's how they pee. Oh, yeah! They pee through their index finger. No, yeah, like, biology is amazing. Like, <laughs> Mother Nature is just unexplainable. Um, oh, so... my God, right? So beautiful. <laughs> Okay, no, but in all seriousness, like, yeah, I mean, like, we'll never know, but we can speculate, we can, I think we can speculate reasonably 
well because like yeah aliens could look like anything like unthinkable but really when you there isn't when you listen to most testimonials like don't aliens legit just sound like weird looking humanoids so like yeah i don't think whatever they have on top of their heads is gonna be like some like unimaginably crazy thing Mm because it looks like they're just advanced (gasps) humans i have an idea and you know my theory about them being us from the future so (laughs) yeah and go ahead Okay, what if it's, like, a brain slug that's, like, operating the body because the body's not even, like, its body. It's just, like, a brain slug that's using the body as, like, a a machine to use. Dude, um, fucking, like, the Scooby-Doo movie when... (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. When, just like that. What's his name? The little, the little pup. Oh my god, I forget. But like, turns out that he's the one that's controlling Ronan. What's his name? Mr. Bean. Like, he's the one that's controlling him all along. <laughs> like, Mr. Bean is just like a robot body. Oh my god, we stand. Okay, so I don't even remember that movie. <laughs> you have to watch it. It's good. Um, okay, so back to this. So he describes them. That's what they look like. They look really strange. They play some tubes on his body, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, they had weird humps. Like, there's a lot of detail here. Like, a full-ass page in, like, font size 10. So, um, he says that they put some strange trousers on him at some point. I mean, they undressed him, they put some trousers on him, and then they put a, um, um, oh, no, 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 okay, so before I said that. So, they, they undress him, put the trousers on him, then they, he finds himself being pulled up to this, like, flexible metallic rolling ladder thing into like a hatchway and that hatchway closes behind him he like even remembers what the spaceship looked like he was like oh the hatchway like um it was so neat that like no seam was visible to the naked eye whenever it closed and this is very like in line (laughs) with alien technology um that you see in like the movies like it's all very like pristine and seamless um uh he like uh, talks about the furnishings of the spaceship, etc., etc., and then he says that his abductors grabbed and held him in place while communicating in sounds that had "quote unquote" no resemblance to whatever to any human speech uh, whatsoever. He compared mm-hmm. the sounds to animal grunts. He says, "quote Some were mm-hmm. longer, others shorter. Sometimes containing several different sounds at the same time, at other times ending in mm-hmm. a tremor." This is creepy as shit. Um, yeah, that's really weird. Like. I, I still think they're grace, but they might be, like, a more aggressive breed. I don't even know if that's how you say it. Because, like, they were holding him the whole time. They didn't seem very... I don't know. I feel like a lot... A, sometimes, like, abductees will get sedated and then sucked up by a light into a spaceship. But this guy was trying to run away, and they were just, like, straight up, no, we're gonna fucking grab you and take you with us. Like, that's kind of <laughs> aggressive. Um, anyway. Yeah. Like, they'll be sedated, and then they'll wake up in the spaceship. And it's much more like... And they, like... They're very dainty when they experiment on them. But these guys were, like, holding him straight up, like... Yeah, and then they put, like, gel all on... Oh, my God. My fucking mic... <laughs> <laughs> like hit it i was so excited <laughs> they put gel all over his body um and then okay so here comes the good stuff right so they're they're rubbing him all over with this thick clear odor- odorless liquid according to him um so just Ew. alien vaseline basically <laughs> oh. <laughs> um which i guess is like really hot for the female alien because like i wouldn't find that attractive at all but i guess she likes them <laughs> slimy so they put vaseline all over him and then they prompt him into another room with weird inscriptions over the doors like scribbles like he kind of recalls them i think he was able to like draw him on paper at some point um and then the article goes into the next section which is called the succubus which is a great title like a, a great <laughs> subtitle so uh, the guy says that he was left alone for about an hour and a half to make himself comfortable on this large, featureless, foam, rubber-like gray bed. Um, very alien, very boring. It sounds legit. Um, uh, in the middle of the room that had no legs. Um, the guy felt nauseous at this point. He felt like he was being suffocated. Um, uh, because, oh my god, I totally skipped this. The reason why he felt this way is because all of a sudden the alien started pumping this gray smoke into the room. <laughs> um, oh, which made fuck? him, yeah, nauseous and also suffocate. So he is, um, rubbed up all in Vaseline and fucking choking gray smoke in this featureless room. We stand. Um, that's some weird fucking <laughs> fetish, let me tell you. So then he's rushed into a corner of the room, um, and... He sees a woman come in. He sees that woman come in, and he's like really scared, so he vomits. <laughs> and then, <laughs> but like his breathing gets a How little. How does he know it's a woman? I don't, I'm all okay. Listen, his breathing gets a little easier after that. <clears throat> okay, 
and then he describes this creature, right? Uh, oh, no, actually, before, he, he explains that he, his speculation is that the gas was some kind of aphrodisiac to make his mind, like, uh, to, like, make him like the alien, basically. Because, like, when he describes the alien, now that he describes it, like, in retrospect, like, now that he's talking with, like, the therapist or the professor or whatever, the alien sounds kind of gross, and she doesn't sound hot at all, or not very hot, but, mm-hmm. he cle- like, he he says that he find her he found her, like, super attractive at the time, and also the timing, like, makes total sense to me. Like, they pump that gas, and then all of a sudden she comes in through the room. I think he's onto something. So, um, yeah, like, he thinks that... Although, although, funny enough, there's a contradiction here. I mean, not a contradiction, but an alternative theory that I found interesting. Um, The professor that he was talking to, he thinks that it could have actually been a chemical that allowed the alien to breathe without her helmet, given that the guy, remember how he describes that the whole crew is wearing helmets? Um, But Mm. this alien lady wasn't wearing a helmet. So maybe the smoke was like a germicide so that she wouldn't something like something or something that allowed her to breathe Mm. so that's two theories interesting anyway to this lady she comes in she's completely naked the guy describes her as her nose is straight not pointed not turned up nor too big the contour of her face was weird she had very high cheekbones etc etc pointed chin very pointed chin which gave her lower part of the face a very pointed look her lips were very thin nearly invisible in fact i was gonna make a white people joke but that's very old so it's not funny um (laughs) her ears were really small and weird she high again her high cheekbones were so high that it almost gave the impression that there was a broken bone somewhere underneath because her face just looked like think like maleficent basically but apparently like Mm -hmm. once he got to touch her face he realized that the like her cheekbones were soft so like fleshy to the touch so they did not seem to be made of bone. I don't know. Like, maybe she was, like, an alien, like, sentient blow-up doll. Uh, that's not even, like, funny. Like, it's just, like, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> like, that sounds weird. Like, you'd think this thing would have bones. Ugh. But anyway. Um, at least not on her face. She didn't. So um, her feet were small. Her hands were long and narrow. Her finger, her fingers and nails were normal. Um, good. Because that's what you focus on when you're fucking someone. She was way shorter than him, and her head only reached his shoulder. Uh, her skin was white, uh, and she was full of freckles on her arms. Um, he said that she had a natural female odor, but no perfume. Uh, and another thing <laughs> that he—this is a quote—that I noticed was the hair in her armpits was bright red, nearly the color of blood. And then the article goes to point out. The article goes to point out that a later recounting of 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 this guy's story included the mention that her pubic hair was also bright red which may have been omitted from the oh. original publication of his encounter oh. due to the sexual mores of the time <laughs> so like, straight up oh. just think like fucking like merida from brave like this is basically just like a pretty like and white like redhead but also like oh actually she was blonde i'm sorry she was blonde but her pubes and her armpits were like bright blood red (laughs) what the fuck what the fuck what the fuck i don't know i don't know like i don't know what the fuck maybe that's like enticing i don't know um i mean are you sure this isn't like a penthouse form letter and it's not not, it's not no i wish it was smut like (laughs) it's not so um, what was I gonna say? Oh, like, did you know that, like, there's a thing in, like, human psychology that, um, when, like, when, like, the red and yellow, like, color palettes are mixed together, people, like, like, your brain, like, gets hungry. Like, it kind of, like, that's why Burger King and McDonald's and, like, all the fast foods are always, like, orange and red. I mean, sorry, yellow and red. Mm. Um, that's, like, a thing. Like, we think mm. of food, apparently, when we see those colors together. Um, who knows? Weird. Maybe the aliens were like, listen, we're trying to... <laughs> We're like we're trying to have you give her oral, so we're gonna paint her pubes red, because <laughs> maybe that'll like Ew. entice you in some deep psychological unconscious level. Like we don't know. Um. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I get gross. Okay. Um. Uh, so that's the description of this alien lady, and now um onto the actual sexy time so the guy gets excited he recounts and then he says that over the course of an hour they had two sexual encounters and performed a variety of acts together um and then the women pulled away to leave uh he says and this is a quote that i found in a lot of places i guess he was indignant recounting this experience because he felt like he was just Mm -hmm. a stallion that they were using to improve their stock which like listen if i'm already abducted and i have like nowhere else to go 
like I guess like I w- I wouldn't be mad if they made me fucking alien because at least I leave with an experience to like tell. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> I'm kidding, but anyway. Uh, he the guy notes that the the woman never spoke, the lady never spoke, the alien lady never spoke, uh, and then when they were finished, uh, a couple other creatures entered the room and called out to the alien lady. Uh, but before leaving, she pointed to her belly and smilingly, as well as she could smile, pointed to the sky southward because they were in the sky, and then she went away. And the guy says that he interpreted this as meaning that she intended to return and take him with her to wherever it was that she lived. And this concerned Antonio uh, and made him afraid because he didn't know if she meant, like, like, if he was going to, like, get abducted again or if he was just going to, like, I don't know, it's confusing, like, visit him or if she was going to, like, visit (laughs) him with his, like, alien child like it's confusing like the lady with little was just like pointed to like rubbed her belly and then pointed to the sky like what the fuck does that mean also that's creepy what the fuck uh but like obviously obviously this is true like what the lady i think meant was like thank you for giving me a baby this is what we needed for our experiment <gasps> i mean don't you hello i i mean this maybe is she was saying this was all mm, super taco bell bullshit like if this is real obviously that's what it means it was super fucking stage they pump the gas they put her in they fuck they call her out she leaves that's it they let him go home like obviously they wanted him for that if you've ever seen midsummer legit that's what i thought of um oh my god did you just spoil something i haven't seen that. I, not really okay um so they okay so that happens and he gets out of the room he starts like looking at the spaceship he tries to take something he tries to take this like weird alarm clock looking thing but the aliens are like no or rather they're like and then they shove him away they take the clock and which like apparently wasn't a clock i don't know why the article makes like this big point about this object i don't know but um he tried to take a souvenir the aliens didn't let him then he walked around the spaceship some more and then the aliens um dropped him off at his car that's really nice of them um (laughs) uh and then they fucking like yeah like closed the spaceship fucking flew away disappeared into the night sky uh it was 5 30 in the morning by the time he returned to his tractor so it had only been a couple hours um and guess what the guy finds he finds that his tractor had been sabotaged presumably during the scuffle he had earlier meaning that the aliens were smart enough to know that he would try escaping and that they had knowledge of how a tractor works because the battery wires had been detached so Mm. legit like before they abducted him like they did this because they knew like that's so creepy Ooh, like they've been watching him um they knew he was gonna run for his tractor yeah so and, and now we go full circle back to what i was talking about at the beginning for about three months after his encounter this guy suffered various uh, medical ailments um including like the like he couldn't sleep and all the radiation illness symptoms like yeah wounds like headaches stuff so pretty pretty terrifying i don't know (laughs) maybe it's like an alien std i don't know maybe like i actually thought about that i was like what if he has like alien chlamydia like the alien clap (laughs) it's not like but it's more like (laughs) (laughs) um that's the that's the alien clap thank you everyone um um thank wow <laughs> that's really crazy i don't i don't think my brain's fully processed everything i just heard because it didn't sound like anything rational at all like i'm i have never heard of this i I'm just like really i confused. told you it was a lot and now you're gonna like dream about like red like hair pube lady tonight <sighs> please don't i don't want to <laughs> dream about that no thank you um so yeah, I mean that's what I have. It's super bizarre. Like I totally believe this story. Like again, to me, for me, like, it, like it's really funny. It's really entertaining. But that's obviously not why. Like the guy when he recounts like what the spaceship looked like, what the guys looked like, and what the alien lady looked like. Like he has so much detail. Like I mean, yeah, like any like like schizo inclined person could make all kinds of shit up but like the guy seemed pretty eloquent and like in it when he was interviewed only a couple years after this happened and also when he was interviewed yeah. immediately after it happened um so i don't i'm not gonna go with that like i believe him like his testimonial is long detail it's <sighs> good um andre i don't know why 
why do other people have to be probed, but for some reason he just gets it? Like, why does he get to have the unicorn? Well, that's the thing. Like, I know that, like, <laughs> I was saying earlier, like, that wouldn't <laughs> complain since I'm already there, and, like, I guess it's better than being probed, but, like, is it? Because, again, number one, alien STD. Number two, like, you're gonna be... I don't know if sad is the right word. Like, you never get to meet your alien baby because it's still your child. Like, parenthood does weird things to your mind. <laughs> um, ah! Like, I, don't, I mean, you know, like, like you know, it's kind of like if, like if your child dies. Like, the fact that you never get to meet them. Like, you're going to feel sad, I, even if it's with an alien. I don't know. Um, oh, and also... Oh, I can't. I can't get into this. And I'm also, <laughs> like, maybe, like, what if, in, like, I mean, thankfully, it seems like it didn't. But what if, like, the sex with an alien had cost him PTSD? Like, wouldn't you rather just get probed? Um, It's all going to cause you PTSD because it's still in a fucking spaceship. I guess. But, like... I, I love how I'm, like, completely flipping. Like, yeah, I think maybe I would just get probed. <laughs> I mean, like, it's supposed to literally feel like a thin dildo up in there. So it's fine. Like, um... Imagine, <laughs> you don't want it, to lose the emotional connection. <laughs> imagine how... Like, dude, like, if this guy had been gay and he had been made to, like, fuck this alien lady, now that would have been even more traumatic. Like... <laughs> I was just thinking of like, oh my god, what if the aliens abducted me? And they were like, fuck her alien sister. And I was like, boo, I can't. <laughs> you better you better like pump some more of that gas in this room because I need all the aphrodisiacs I can get, hunty. Um... No, what you say is I need your alien brother. Hello. Ooh. They're like, we cannot collect sperm. Oh my god. Anyway, everyone, thank you for listening. <laughs> um, this was an episode... Um, uh, we're gonna do more alien shit. That's all you need to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm glad you guys are getting spooked with us this um Halloween season. We will. Um. Uh, ooh. Okay. This episode's gonna come out pretty close to Halloween, isn't it? What's Monday? Monday's gonna be the twenty eighth. So I guess this is gonna be our like truest like ooh close to Halloween episode. So everyone enjoy since you're gonna be listening to this uh Monday onwards and um. Thank you for tuning in. If you have any suggestions for future episode ideas, um, DM us at TalkScary um, uh, or at our Facebook page, Scary Talk. Um, uh, we will take any topics you guys have. We're so dry for topics. No, we're not. But um, uh, we <laughs> love just hearing suggestions. So go ahead and drop us anything if you have it. You can find us on any and all podcast listening platforms. We are on Spotify, Apple Music, um, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, uh, Apple Podcasts, etc., etc. And um, Shannon, anything else? Um, don't drink and drive. Party responsibly. And let anyone of any age trick or treat as long as they don't want to kill you. Um, I like that. Uh, one more thing, just like a quick segue. Um, I wanted to mention this. I guess that they're remaking both Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street again. Because they already remade them a couple <gasps> years back and they were complete no. flops. But since Halloween, like <sighs> 2018, was a success, they're remaking them again. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. I just hope they realize why Halloween 2018 was a success. Number one, fucking Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis was back. Number, like, she wasn't killed in the first five minutes on like Halloween, what, Resurrection? Um, and also, um, the director was good. The script was tight. Um, the dialogue was fine. Like, don't think it's because, like, oh, 80s nostalgia. Like, that's probably a small part of it. People were like, oh, Michael Myers in 2018? That's so nostalgic. Hashtag nostalgia. Like, but that's honestly not what made the big bucks. So, if like, yeah. they, like, dare, like, step all on fucking, like, Freddy Krueger and Jason again. Again. Um... It's, like, I'm gonna be mad. Like, I hope they do them justice and don't give them just, like, this shitty fucking script again. Um, so, that's my final rant. <laughs> um, okay, well, um, yeah. <laughs> the Mothman is real. <laughs> yeah, the Mothman is real, so is the vagina in my vagina. I love you all. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.